The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The well-known TV show host, daytime legend Jerry Springer, has passed away aged 79. I want you to take a little listen to this. This is an interview he did relatively recently where he talked about why he thinks people would have appeared on his show. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Because I always say my closing prayer for everyone is may you never be on my show. Oh, no. Um, I, I think... If I had a guess, okay. it's for so many of our guests, no one ever asks them a question. They live their, whole, their lives. They don't have kids who ask them their opinion. They don't have parents who ask their opinion. They're not in a job where their opinion is valued. It's like for one day in their life, people are really paying attention. They're talking about something that's important to them. We take it for granted. Every day of your life, someone asks, hey, what do you think? Nice job. So many of these people know. Yeah, Jerry Springer's explanation as to why people might have appeared on his show. John Fardy is with me, presenter of Screen Time. John, the the, the real heyday for this show was late 90s, so Mm. well over 20 years ago now. So if you had to explain it, describe the show to someone who had never seen it, how would you do so? Tabloid TV, right? So you had titles like Honey, I'm a Call Girl, uh, Pregnant by a Transsexual, and my particular favourite, which many networks refuse to carry in America, I Married My Horse. So it began, <laughs> I'll just keep going, it began in the mid-90s. Jerry Springer is actually a fascinating guy. He was born in a London tube station. His parents were German Jewish refugees in Highgate. They moved to the States when he was five. He worked on the campaign of Robert F. Kennedy. He went to law school. He was the mayor of Cincinnati. And you heard there, he's quite a smart guy. And he was doing this show that was kind of meant to be issues of the day. And it just wasn't working. Gun laws, all that kind of stuff. And then they kind of fell into doing these shows where they would get someone generally on who had a secret. Mm. And then they would discuss it you know, what their secret was. And then they would get the person on who the secret keeping, they were the brunt of. So in the case of the husband who didn't know his wife was a prostitute, the horse probably knew he was married. But, you know, there was all these kind of, uh, I don't want to say victim, but the person who was at the end of it regularly was cheating. A lot of times they had, you know, stripper wars. I remember there was a couple of those where people didn't know that they were going out with someone who was a stripper. And then it turned out that the they were a stripper and they were also going out with their their husband's boyfriend. It just got increasingly like that and it was very tabloidy. And he's alluded to it there that it tended to be, and I, I, I'm saying this as, as neutrally as possible, people from a certain socioeconomic background. And he's as much as saying that. They yeah. weren't Harvard law professors who were coming on and they were getting their, their moment in the sun. It was pretty horrific stuff. But Very I rem- popular though at well, times. Look, I remember watching it so you the mid to late 90s I would have been, you know, 20 something and enjoying it, you know, against yeah. my better judgment even back then. And sorry, his take on it was interesting because he kind of sat back and let the fireworks go. Like he didn't actually get that involved. Involved, and the fun, but the when we talk about fireworks, um, literal fistfights. Oh yeah, oh a lot of times. So uh, and to the point that they employed security guards who were regularly there, and it was a good show if the minders, the beefcakes, had to jump in. Steve and pull people. They, 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 right. they, they became celebrities themselves. Yeah. Steve, Steve, the crowd yeah, would start Steve, chanting they, for they Steve to get involved. He has his own chat show now. 
that's so I gather. But uh, but what happened was it, it you know like any TV show it it reached a point where it started to eat itself. It became its own pastiche, and that they were willing on the fights. And there probably was a two year period where it was like nothing else you'd ever really seen before. And I remember you know the first few years watching it, going, "This is bananas. This is." kind of crazy but it was appealing TV you know uh, there, there was always accusations though that the whole thing was set up you know yeah. that these were actors it was all choreographed I, I think there, Jerry Springer even like in, at, during the height of these rumours literally appeared in the WWE himself <laughs> <laughs> as a way of I think gaslighting people there, there was an element of wrestling to it now the jury's out on that you would have to think though after a certain period of time if you were the guy or the girl being told listen I want you to come on Jerry Springer with me and I'm not going to say why like there had to be some element of so he, he, even he, but even if the producers weren't responsible were responsible for for, for that Again, it became so popular and people had to play such defined roles yeah. that the participants became the, the, the kind of the actors themselves. As uh, in, you know, yeah. like we, they would do it for fame. Absolutely. Especially as the show went on because they knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. As I say, if they were called up for it, they knew something, you know, they weren't being brought on to be given loads of money or something. They knew something bad was about to happen. And it, and it regularly did. That was the whole point of it. Now, he himself... You know, admitted that it was stupid TV, but he wasn't ashamed. I think he of said it. he wouldn't watch it. Yeah, and that, and he claimed he knew nothing about it. That he would literally show up on the day and be given the card and go, "Okay, it's strippers fighting this week," or it's someone who doesn't know their girlfriend is actually married to you know three other people. But I don't buy that because he was actually you know, even though it was a pretty tacky show, he was very good at it. You know, yeah, he he approached it almost like he was a mediator. He never took sides. No, always, just, yeah eliciting the emotional response from yeah. everybody. And then the people who came after him, and I mean, I suppose most notably when we think about it, it's Jeremy Kyle, right? Because yeah. he inherited the mantle. And the Springer show, it came to the UK for a while and they attempted it that way. And then it's like Kyle took over. But Jeremy Kyle was a different animal entirely because he was he was getting very involved in shouting at people and definitively taking sides, you know? And then there was a kind of a bizarre period, apparently, I was just reading about it earlier, uh, whereby uh, the police department in Chicago, where it was filmed, got involved because they said, hold on, if these are real fights and it's not choreographed, then those people are all guilty of breaking the law and we need to go in there and start <laughs> arresting people. Yeah, no, I know. There was, a, there was a weird thing about the legality of it. And, you know, funnily enough, but not funny, it was involved in one or two murder trials where things had happened between guests afterwards and assaults and all that could distinctly be traced back to what happened on the Jerry Springer show. Now, he was never brought to court for anything like that. But uh, yeah, it, it, it got weird. Mm. It got meta. In the late 90s, when the choice in the mid-afternoon was that, watch Murder, She Wrote Again, or maybe Sally, Jesse, Raphael or Ricky Lake there was only one winner wasn't there for a few years and for a while it it outstripped Oprah which was a huge thing you know the the queen the god queen whatever of of daytime TV so he had a wry sense about it all but he always knew exactly what he was doing and he made I was going to use the wrong word there he made hatfuls of cash (laughs) let's just say he really did remarkably well they made a musical about it and all so 79 when he passed away pretty happy with his lot and had no real guilt about all the stuff that happened on it you know certainly a TV pioneer and innovator whether you liked it or not John Farley presenter of Screen Time John thank you very much 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.